and sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Okay, today's show, uh, we have a good friend of mine, and just happens to be cousins to uh, AJ. Actually, uh, AJ's yeah. my cousin. AJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Daryl Cronk, um, or Coach Cronk, from last week's episode where he left us a nice review. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Daryl, thank you for uh, doing this. It's going to be fun. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. Thanks for having me out. Appreciate we got to, it. We've got a lot to talk about. So, um, baseball, obviously, you're coaching at Avila right now. Yep. Head baseball coach at Avila. You've been there for... This is the year 10. Year 10, number 10. All right. So, 10 years there, and we're going we're to talk about a lot of stuff. So, we're going to cover okay. a lot of this, um, but just kind of a quick little overview. Graduated high school in 1994 from the Belton High School. The Belton. The Belton. <laughs> when people say that, <laughs> the Ohio State, I'm like, yeah, I guess I get it, right? So, the Belton High School. That's right. Uh, went on to Pitt State, played baseball at Pitt State. And then so on and so forth, and we'll get into all those cool stories. So, why, why did you start playing baseball? Like, what attracted you to baseball more than something else? Well, um, you know, I guess when I was young, lived in uh, Salem, Missouri, and there wasn't a whole lot to do mm-hmm. other than um, feed the cattle and um, do chores and so the only fun thing I really had was I had a ball glove and a ball and figured out that I could throw a baseball a little bit and um, that was just from five years old nice I love to throw a baseball so now who did you have a a friend a dad you know somebody's dad was a baseball coach or one of your buddies there is that how you know did you play catch with them they're like hey why don't you play baseball with us or yeah um you know, my dad would try to play catch with me, but, you know, right. he would tell me not to throw it very hard. And at six years old, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, so. Yeah, you uh, just winging it. Anyway, anyway. so now, uh, yeah, I had, you know, some neighbor kids that, that we'd get together and play right. catch, play ball, and that was kind of how it was. Right. And then when did you guys move uh, to Belton? Um, 1984. So, all right. So, eight, eight nine years old, the, something like that. And right. Yep. We I moved in eighty one. You were. <laughs> I think you get uh when they helped you guys move, I think you guys put me in the closet because I was a little probably. I was a little baby. Well, and they probably yeah. shouldn't open the door, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they should have left me in there. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's awful. So you moved I moved in eighty one. We moved from Texas uh to Belton in eighty one. Uh so I started first grade um in 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 Belton. Uh yeah, so this is 84. So we're, um, no, 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 no. baseball, what did you guys, uh, you play traveling baseball, like, uh, you know, through junior high? Yeah, tra- there wasn't much, I'm sure there was a little bit of travel baseball, but right. Belton, Missouri, man, it was, um, you know, I used Summer to. Summer league. That's right. It was just. J.J. Mosby out there at the, yeah, at the park. And whatever <laughs> team I ended up on, you right. know. 
<laughs> my dad being a, a a preacher, yeah, he would tell the coach, um, "If you have practice on Wednesday night, my son won't be there." And so I'd be embarrassed, you know, and they'd be like, all right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed like it'd always work out. But no, there wasn't much travel ball, um, at least around right. where I was exposed to. Right, and right. And it was just practice through the week and play, play a weekends. handful of games on Friday and Friday or Saturday, and that was about it. So uh, coming into high school, um, of course, we graduated together. Um, now, how, who – was it was Howard the coach? It was not. Was, he was right before I got to Belton. Okay, that's right. Because he he, uh, so he was because Pooch went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it was. Um, it was actually Belcher. Belcher was there yeah. for my first <laughs> half of my first year at Belton. Right. And then um, and then it was uh, Reynolds. Greg Reynolds. Oh, Greg. Uh, Greg Reynolds. Gregory. <laughs> Gregory. Gregory, oh, and didn't Royce help also? He did. Was he? Was he did. <laughs> Coach Bame, he Old sure Coach, did. Coacher, yeah, it's good stuff. I remember one time he was, um, um, I think it was Troy Greenwell was uh-huh. up to up to the plate, and and Coach Bame said was was trying to say let's go Troy, and his voice cracked on Troy, and man, the whole dugout let him have it. <laughs> he kind of gave us a couple hand gestures. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some, you're number one. <laughs> you guys are number yes. one. Oh, cool. So okay, graduated graduated in '94. Um, you got a. You said, hey, I'm going to Pittsburgh State. Uh, I'm gonna be a gorilla for four years or however long it takes me to get out of there right yeah so uh what made you pick Pitt State well um you know coming out of high school I wasn't a I knew I wanted to play baseball and I I didn't really have very many I well I I didn't have really hardly any offers I had uh Avila where I'm at where I'm coaching at now I remember they came out and, Mm -hmm. and and wanted me and they gave me an offer and Missouri Western wanted me to come up and, and right. kind of walk on type of thing. Right. And I ended up the first semester out of high school, I just went to Longview. And I was thinking about maybe trying to play at Longview and and uh, just didn't fit, fit right for me and feel right, right for me. Right. And, and an old buddy of ours, Kevin Murphy, that, yep. that uh, he was he went down to Pitt and uh, was was down there, and he was really trying hard to get me to come down. And honestly, that was the reason that was he was the sole reason that got me down there. Yeah, and nice. went, went down there and, um, and and watched a practice and and had a little workout and th- threw for the coach down there. And the next day, he offered me a scholarship to come down. Hey, that's that's awesome. Uh, you know what? In baseball, we'll talk about scholarships for baseball because it's completely different than any other sport. Oh yeah, um, you, you get like one per, per year, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> you have twenty-seven guys, you get one scholarship. Yep. Figure it out. Yep. You buy everybody a coke, and that's your scholarship's <laughs> over. So um, <clears throat> it's terrible. It really yeah, is. Yeah, and, you're and right. Unfortunately, and even at the Division One level, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're you know D three in AIA D two Division One. It, it's all the same. There there it's really um and I, and I don't understand that and maybe uh do you have any is there anything i mean obviously uh, it's money probably yeah it's, it's, it's just a money thing it's it's a considered a non-revenue sport right um you know your football and basketball are your money money revenue sports and, right. and um and that's the main i think that's the main reason you know all your big sponsorships are all for football and basketball because that's right. what gets tv exposure sure 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 um and, and you know the baseball, the softball, track and field. You know those those sports aren't really you know yeah. 
I get that, I, and that makes sense. But you, I, let's let's talk about let's talk about money sports. Um, you see some obviously you can't some of the guys in football you can't touch their contracts. Uh, you know Patrick Mahomes and some of those guys. Right. But you look at like uh, Albert Pujols with two hundred and fifty or eighty million dollar con. I mean that's ridiculous money. That's guaranteed money. Yeah, football's not guaranteed. Right. You know they have a signing bonus that's guaranteed, right. but they are not. Their money's not guaranteed like baseball. Right. So, um, but you look at these. You look at some of the lineups. You go through any college lineup, and and. I can't say any because I'm sure there's some people are like, oh, I played it so and so. We didn't have any professional drafted guys, but you look at a lot of the bigger schools, um, and and they have a lot of guys who've already been drafted. Mm-hmm. You know, playing college baseball, they're just finishing out their career, or they have to play for. Now it's like you can't come out of high school and start playing professional baseball, right. so you got to go to college for a year or two or whatever it is. Right? Um, wasn't it Bryce Harper? That had to go somewhere. <laughs> he just like went somewhere yeah, yeah. to a JUCO or yep. something, and yep. then got his GED, went the JUCO route, and then was drafted out of JUCO. Yeah, God, I mean, holy cow! So, um, but I mean, you look like watching the the World Series, uh, College World Series. It's like, oh, the next next six guys that are at bat are all drafted already. You know, they already have a right. team where they're going to go. Right. So, um, it, but then again, you think, well, it's just not a, a it's a non money making sport for college. Right. But how? I mean, you got these great baseball players that are playing for your school. You would think, um, and I know they have boosters and stuff like that. Obviously, right. all schools do. But you would think that those guys. I mean, that that's a big deal. And and you have a hundred guys on a football team, and maybe two or three are going to make it to the next level. Right. You have you have twenty seven guys on a baseball team. Is it 20, 27? Is that what you may keep? Uh, yeah. Whatever. Let's say twenty five, twenty seven, whatever. Um almost half of them have been drafted already. Mm-hmm. And they have a shot, a true shot mm-hmm. to make it to the to the next level. You know what I mean? So it's kind of weird. A to lot me. of the, a lot of those guys too get drafted and they sign for a lot of money and never make it out of A ball or double A ball, right? Never even make it to the big leagues, right? Uh, what was the kid from Gardner Edgerton, uh, Bubba Starling? Bubba Starling signed a five million dollar deal with the Royals mm-hmm. and played in single and double A for a long time. A I mean, long he, time. He 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 made it to the triple A um, and he actually got in some games uh, last year. Yeah, last couple uh, years he's been up. Yeah, so, <clears throat> but you know, you look at that guy. Uh, I mean, that's a long journey, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for a lot of those guys. And some guys, like you said, never make it, yep. you know, or you get called up just to run bases, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, talking, yeah, and talking, talking to uh, another guy who played professional baseball, drafted, um, and 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 went went the route, the baseball route, and and uh, you know, he he was like, it's it's not what you think, you know, and, and uh, you know, you have that same kind of story. So uh, we'll get into that. So college comes, you're, you, you finally make it to Pitt State. And you're like, okay, uh, you buy into the Gorilla Nation thing, right? <laughs> Which right. is, it's great. It, it's great. It's a, yeah. when, when you go to a football game, uh, going and watching their football, uh, you know, they have some of the, the best fans in, in the MIAA for sure, I think. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so you go in, you're, you're all in Gorilla um how did it how did you start your freshman year let's go okay. walk through your freshman year kind of walk through your your college career uh year by year um starting not starting you know whatever happened yeah so i get down to pit and my 
my fall of my freshman year, um, we're, you know, every school plays like some junior colleges and stuff in the fall, some scrimmages. Right. And so coach, coach told me, said, Hey, I'm going to give you a start against Fort Scott community college. And this was September, October of my freshman year. And it wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. I, I did not. I did not succeed that day. Um, <laughs> Your stuff wasn't working. It, there was nothing working. <laughs> Except and, um, them smoking the ball. Yeah, yeah. I I had a crick of my neck from looking back at the ball leaving oh. the yard a few times. So, oh, wow. no. It, but it was looking back. It was just such. Obviously, it's humbling. Um, right. Number one, but but number two, um, I figured out at the college level, coming from high school. I could strike guys out with my fastball. I could strike guys out with my curveball. Well, that doesn't just work at the college level anymore. So I, I, I had to learn a changeup. Right. And um, it became apparent that I was going to have to learn one pretty quick. <laughs> and um, so anyway, you know, going from a, a huge failure of that day. Right. Um, you know, thought the sky was falling, never, never was going to get a chance again. Oh, yeah. Um, it, you know, it put me on a path. Right. To uh, okay, I got to learn how to really, really play at this level. And right. So yeah, my in it, anyway, I ended up my learning a whole winter. I spent that whole winter really trying to develop the pitches that I knew it would take to be successful. Okay, so uh, you you come in, you talk about you know I got to learn to change up. Right. Your pitching coach at Pitt State mm-hmm. was he like, all right, man, hey, look, Daryl, this is how you do it. Throw it here. I mean, is that I, I know I, I can't say anybody can throw a baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because we can rear back and let one go, right? And we don't know where it's going. You know what I mean? <laughs> As a pitcher, you you can hit spots. Right. You know, I can throw it at the catcher. And it might hit him somewhere, right? <laughs> but as a pitching coach, and, and, and because you were a pitching coach right. also later on sure. after you, you, you get out of college and do the thing, how how do you teach a guy to throw a how do you teach a guy to throw? I mean, hold it like this and just throw it? Yeah, I mean there's there's it's like a lot of things. There's there's lots of right ways to do things, lots right. of wrong ways to do things. But a, a pitch like that, it's it's unique to the individual. Um, I knew how to throw one. I just had no confidence in that, that I was going to do what it needed to do. Is, is um, that a big thing about oh, pitching? Just uh, having confidence yeah. in what you're doing? Absolutely, uh, 100%. Because, like I said, if you're a pitcher, let's mm-hmm. let's just group all picture, pitchers together. If you're a pitcher – you can throw a fastball. You can throw a curveball, most of them. Sure. And you can throw a changeup and maybe a slider or something that mm-hmm. moves, some sort of breaking ball. Or, or uh, and, and is it just the difference of your – your? now, obviously, some guys are stronger. They can sure. throw it 100. Uh, but is it just the confidence in that? I mean, yeah. it, it broadly, uh, and we're talking broadly, Yeah, is, is that the difference between some pitchers? They just have more confidence in their ability or their – or how they throw something yeah i mean i i it's it's confidence is is huge it's key um you, no nobody's successful without with having confidence but but of course there's other things that go along with it um you know you have to be able to throw strikes you have to be able to work off your fastball mm-hmm. and that was just something i had to learn um i can't just i just can't rear back and throw it as hard as i can across the middle of the plate because that ball in high school <laughs> You I was. I, I got. I had success right. in college. That it's not going to work. So right. you got to hit the corners. You got to pitch off the plate. You got to throw changeups. You got to throw sliders. You got to set hitters up. Right. And that's what I. That's what college was about for me. It's what I had to learn. So mental. It's it's more mental than really. 
uh, why did I say mental? Like, uh, you know, <laughs> like, like uh, I'm, I'm British. It's more mental now. <laughs> uh, really? Honestly. Um, so anyway, so it's more mental when you're when you're up there, right? So yeah. the higher, obviously, um, anything you do. I mean, I know I probably sound dumb right now, but I'm trying to. You know, because some people just think you go out and you throw baseballs, you hit them, you catch them. You know what I mean? And that's it's as simple as that. M- mentally, you have to have what it takes, yeah. especially to be a pitcher. Sure, I think because you're the guy. I yeah. mean, <laughs> you versus hitter. <laughs> here's the here's the thing. At the end of the day, you're the you're the guy holding the baseball. Yep. You're the one throwing it. And hopefully they just don't hit it very often. Right. Or will they hit it to a guy that, you know, one of your guys. Sure. That's what you want, right? Sure. So, um, you know, that the mental aspect of baseball uh, is, has to be pretty demanding on, on pitchers especially, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so how do you go – how do you get ready? How do you prepare yourself to throw a game? You know what I mean? How do you get, okay, we're starting, or you're coming in as a reliever. Right. Maybe, okay, obviously situations will be will help that. If you're winning and you're just coming in for an, half an inning or right. to hit, you got to, I got need you to throw these two guys, right? Yeah. So, you, you know, you're not, it's just okay, right? right? Um, but if you're closing the game, it's a close game, you're winning, but you're up by one and you got to shut them down, right. you got to have that that mentality that I'm going to eat you up. Yeah. You're not going to hit my stuff. Yeah. So as a starter, as a starting pitcher, you're just out there, you know, throwing the first pitch. Here we go. Uh, preparing for that. How, how do you prepare for something like that? Honestly? Well, I mean, at the, for sure at the college and definitely at the professional level, you have to have multiple pitches that you can throw at any time in the count. Um, and, and have, and have confidence that you can get hitters out multiple times through the lineup. Right. So as a starter, I mean, everything is so specialized nowadays and it's, and it's been specialized at the professional level for a lot of years, but your starters have a, a, a completely different mentality than say your middle relievers or your, you know, your Wade Davis guys right. and your Greg Holland guys. That's a different mentality. Those guys can throw it a 98, hundred miles an hour, 15, 20 times. They can't. Those type of guys that are not built up like a starter is going to be, where he's got to sustain that, you know, 80, 90, 100, 110 pitches. Right, right, so right, it's right. So it's just a totally different mindset depending on, you know, what kind of pitcher you are. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so now we, we get out of Pitt State. We graduated Pitt State. Woo, we're done with college. <laughs> I've drank my share of beer. I can quit drinking beer now, right? So <laughs> Eating all the Bardo's chicken you can eat. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Bardo's chicken, chicken annies. Uh, yeah, chicken, chicken Mary's, chicken annies. That's one, right. One's to the left, one's to the right. They both think they have the best chicken. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so you, you come out of college – um, you you go right to the Rascals. Is that where we go, River City Rascals? Right. Yeah. Playing for Clark. Right. Oh, golly. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I had um, you know, there was there was a little bit of talk my junior year, senior year, possibly getting drafted. I had a few teams talking talking to me, talking mm-hmm. to coaches, you know, a little bit, and um, you know, there's ended up, you know maybe barely six feet tall there's a lot of guys that's six foot tall and throws 88 89 maybe 90 miles an hour right um so you know ultimately i didn't get drafted and but i had a had an offer from the river city rascals yeah um about halfway through my senior year at pitt state right um you know saying hey if you don't get drafted you know we would love to have you have you come 
you know, yeah. come play. Right. So literally, I remember getting in the mail a contract for the Rascals. Well, I was still naive at the next level. You know, I get this contract. I think I'm. It's a done deal. I'm on the team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a contract. Yeah. And um, so little did I know that when I showed up in St. Louis for, you know, training camp, so to speak, it was only about a week long. Right. Um, so soon, literally as soon as my last game was played uh, my senior year, uh, less than a week later, I'm in St. Louis. And I'm, you know, I have this contract in hand. I'm getting out of the, out of the car. And I see all these cars, literally, there was probably 100 cars in the parking lot. And I see these guys carrying Houston Astros bags and L.A. Dodger bags and <laughs> Boston Red Sox. I'm like, who are these guys? And little did I know, there was about 60, 70 guys that were all, quote, unquote, trying out for the Rascals. And here I am, just a you know college, you know four year, co- three yeah. year college starter, you know thinking you know had a lot of accolades, whatever in college, it didn't matter anymore. Right. You know none of that stuff mattered anymore. Those yeah. plaques it didn't matter a, a, a <laughs> hill of beans, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm still like I'm naive. I'm like, and then it hits me. I'm like, these guys are former like big league guys, pro guys, you know guys that had. So anyway, I, I get out there and um, we, you know, we, we get Jack Clark, it was our manager, and yeah. uh, Dick Schofield, former Angels shortstop, yep. Greg Matthews, former Cardinals starting pitcher. Those were our three coaches. And, and so they talked to, we are, we're sitting in the stands. There's probably, like I said, there's probably 75, 80 of us. Wow. And I'm looking, and then it's sinking in like, oh, I don't think I've actually made this team yet. <laughs> This contract yeah. got me there, right? But I don't. I haven't made this team yet, uh-huh. and so then I'm just, you know, the heart starts pounding a little bit. It's like, man, I gotta just do what I can, you know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, long story short, um, I remember Greg Matthews calling all the pitchers, and there was probably 30, 35, 40 of us, right? And so he told about twenty guys to go, just go set in the stands, and I was not one of those guys. I was with this no, other group, right? Said, you guys warm up, you're going to get about 10 pitches in the bullpen. And so I'm like, okay. So I warm up. And so I had uh, my, my big pitch in college for me was a slider. Mm-hmm. So I get up, I, I warm up, get up on the bullpen. There's another pitcher right beside me. We're kind of alternating pitches. Greg Matthews sitting there watching us. There's a couple other other people watching us as well. And, and um, I No th- pressure. Yeah, yeah no exactly. Pressure, right. <laughs> so I throw three or four fastballs and and greg stops me and he says hey what um what else do you throw i said uh, slider change up he said well let's see your slider so i threw one slider and he he said throw it one more time so i threw another slider and he said okay go sit over in the stands with those other guys so what had happened was greg had already knew about these other guys oh, yeah. that had played in affiliated ball you know right. with different major league organizations, organizations right they already had a little bit of a pedigree, you know, and here I am just coming from college. So he didn't know who I was. So, you know, the general managers who, who contacted me about coming and, right. but he's not the one cutting people. <laughs> huh? yeah, he's not the one making decisions. So anyway, I get over and I'm talking with the guys sitting down and they're like, well, yeah, all those guys out there is pretty much have no shot at making this team. So I was wow. like, wow, I was in that group. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, they just forgot my name. They, so, uh, that was on the wrong list. <laughs> so, uh, you know, 
luckily for me, yeah, I threw a couple really good sliders, and it was good enough that he sent me over with the other guy. So anyway, I um, I, I I threw in a couple scrimmages that week and did really well, and and ended up making the team. So okay, so you go from Pittsburgh, Kansas to O'Fallon, Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, just outside St. Louis there. Yep. Um, and and you you got like I said, Jack Clark and Schofield, all these major big. Jack Clark could hit the baseball. Yes, now. he could. <laughs> I mean, he was the Cardinals slugger. You know, I mean, he he was one of those guys, and and so that has to be a little intimidating. Sure, you're looking at these guys like, wow, you guys. I I watched you on TV. You know, I know who you are. You know that kind yeah. of stuff. So when you get in there, now you find out. Damn, I I was just here to try out. It wasn't even a real thing. <laughs> like for you know, think yeah. about. It. They got me here. Just to try to see if I could make the right. team. You right. you got there going well. <laughs> wonder what number I'm going to be. You know yeah, what I mean. Exactly. And, and now you're like, dang. I hope you know this is this is different. So you you make the team in '99. Yes. Um, and then so how were you there two two years? I was two there seasons? one full year. Okay, one full year. Yep. And then. Um, and then you came – so <laughs> now this is the part that people don't understand about baseball, right? <laughs> here's, the, here's the truth about minor league baseball. There's no money. Very little. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's really – I mean, it, it's worse than having a part-time job for most yeah, guys. absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got there, and once I made the team – I mean, probably the, the one of the coolest days of my life was walking in, opening up your locker, and you have a check mm-hmm. to play baseball. Now that check was about two hundred dollars for two two <laughs> two weeks, but right. but but that was you know that was cool you know yeah absolutely. But at the end of the day, that don't go very far. Yeah, and right, you know, my daughter was born that summer. Yeah, so Bailey. it didn't take me very long. It did not take me very long to figure out making eight hundred bucks a month. Hardly bought diapers. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. So now, yeah, you're a new family. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. you got a baby, and 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 so. Um, are they they lived out there with you, right? They come um, out there, or they stay well, here. Well, she Canada? was Bailey was born in July of that summer, so they okay. were still in Pittsburgh. And okay, all right, and then came out there a few times. So um, yeah, so you're out there by yourself, kind of really, and yeah. and you know sending sending your eight hundred bucks a month home. <laughs> that was gross, by yeah. the way. Yeah. That was yeah. not net. That was not netting. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. So yeah. you're you're sending your money home and 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 having to try to make it. Um, because this is, you know, every little kid, I, I, I thought I was going to be uh, a professional football player at one point in my mm-hmm. life, you know, um, and, and realized once I got old enough that, you know, when you're five foot nine on a good day, that's just not, <laughs> and, and you're not, and you're not very fast. It's just not really going to happen. Right. 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 Uh, so, so, uh, yeah, but everybody, you know, you're going to be a basketball player or a baseball player. So you had those dreams. I sure. mean, every every little kid does, you know. Every, you know, we we all dreamed big when we were little kids and then so you made it. I mean, that's you're playing you're getting paid to play a game. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know, not a lot of people can say, "Hey man, I started playing little league baseball and I made it through high school and then I went to college and I got my my school paid for, you know, playing baseball, playing a game I love." And then I got paid to play baseball. Somebody, I did good enough that I was able to make money mm-hmm. doing playing the game I love to play, right? That's right. I mean, not a lot of people can say that. And obviously, everything ends for, you know, oh, yeah. whether you play It comes football. to an end for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Now you come home, you're like, mm-hmm. no, that's not going to work, man. I, I got to do something else. Right. So you come home, you get a job. You're like, all right, yep. well, let's figure it out. Who, who am I? Who am I right now? You still want to, you still want to be a part of the game or, or any way that you can be, mm-hmm. right? So you take some time. You're like, okay, get my head on right. Let's go, let's go do this. So you get a coaching job in the high school uh, right. with Pembroke Hill. Yep. Right. Um, and 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 so how long how long were you at Pembroke? Hill? I was at Pembroke for four years. Four years. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have you had a good little run there mm-hmm. in high school. Um, did I hear you were an assistant? Was it uh, assistant coach of the year or something crazy oh, like that? Yeah. Was at that Pembroke yeah. Hill? Yeah. Yeah. I sure mean, that, let's see. Here's the deal. Let's let's not let's not overlook those kind of accolades. When you're teaching kids. Here's what I tell my son because Hayden's going to be a, a mm-hmm. high school or well, he's going to be a teacher uh, and and coach football. Um, here's what I tell him: you can't you can't look over being a teacher mm-hmm. or a coach because when when you have hands on with a kid, you're molding that kid into mm-hmm. something. Now now some kids aren't going to go to college; they're not going to play professional sports. Or, you know, they're going to play high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for ninety percent of us, that's where it ends: high right. school, right? Right. Um, and and that's great. If if that's what you get, that's what you get, right? So, but you get to mold that kid. You get to take. You get to put your stamp on a guy, and and make him believe he's the best athlete he can be sure. at that time, and help him through times where, hey, coach, man, you know, who a lot of, and a lot of kids don't have dads. Right. You know, they don't have that father figure or that or that uh, male role model right. in their life. And you can be that for a kid. And 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 I I know. You know, as a as a as a parent, looking uh, having my kid coached and and even coaching up through you know coaching my kid and, and other kids up to like seventh grade mm-hmm. uh, in sports, it's like, you know, you see those kids and you see them early and yeah. and when they get to high school, they need that male f- influence in their life, positive. You know, hundred be- percent. Because not a lot of them have that, right? Which is cool. So, yeah, being an assistant coach of the year—that's awesome. I mean, you're doing that for a kid who, uh, and, and for kids, and all those kids. I mean, I'm sure you're still in contact with some of them. I'm oh, yeah. sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And some of them went on to play college baseball yep. and, and stuff like that. So that's awesome. So that that's a, that is a cool accolade right there. Uh, just to to. Uh, you know, for you, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess uh, I'd look at it things differently. Um, it would be cool if you know. I'm sure it is for you, but it would also, you know, if if I was in that position, I would think as, man, I did something for somebody, you know, for kids, and and that that's what it's about, yeah. you know, in in that in that uh, that time. So so you were at Pembroke, and then you went to UCM, right? You were at Central yeah, Missouri State. Yeah, so I'm at Pembroke Hill, and and um, Jeff Diskins, a head coach at Pembroke, and he now he, he still coaches there, but he works for the Royals, mm-hmm. and and Jeff was great to me, and as a as a young coach, you know, he, he used to question me all the time. And at first, you know, it was like, Oh, does he not think I know what I'm doing? You know? Right. And, but it was more about him mentoring me as a young coach, figuring out why do you teach like this? It wasn't necessarily, I don't agree with you. It was just, you know, just to ask that question, why, Yeah. you know, and that, that made, that, that did a lot for me as a coach. It made me step back and think, okay, am I just regurgitating something that I've always thought or learned or something myself right versus really thinking okay why do I do this why do I teach it this way mm-hmm. and so that that um, kind of helped me 
uh, to really strive for more. And I'd always kind of wanted to be in the college game. Right. Um, right. Really liked that aspect of it. And, and um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, a good buddy of mine from Pitt State was now the, at this time, was the head coach at Central Missouri down in Warrensburg. Yeah. And um, I was talking to him one day and was telling him that, hey, you know, I'd be interested in getting my master's degree. And yeah. He said, man, if you want to get your master's, come down here. I'd love you to love to have you help me coach, you know, down here. So right. that's got, that got me down to UCM. Well, that's awesome. So now you're a mule. Went from a Pitt State gorilla. I know. Now you're tough. a mule. That's, uh, at man. least they were both red, right? I mean. Well, that's true. <laughs> but I tell you, I tell you, the first time I put a mule's uniform on after, you know, let's yeah. face it, I was at Pitt State four years as a player, one year as a coach. Right. So five years with a gorilla uniform on and then put in, you know, hating the mules, you know, man, yeah. you just hate them. Yeah. And, um, and then putting that – the worst thing ever <laughs> at, at, for, for, for a little while was my first year at, at, at UCM. Of course, it used to be CMSU, C- yeah, you yeah, know, when Central we were in Missouri high State, yeah. I, we, we have an, an early conference game against Pitt State in Pittsburgh, Kansas, and walking over – in the visitor dugout with a mule's jersey on. Weird feeling, huh? Oh, man. So <laughs> weird. And then having my coach, who I absolutely love dearly, at Pitt State come over to the dugout, give me a hug, but shake his head in a, in, in a little bit of, sure. you know, a yeah, little yeah. tongue-in-cheek, but a little bit of disbelief, you know. But, of course... Tommy uh, sitting there, a former gorilla too, you know, right. and 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 Coach Beave looking at me and just say, "This just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't look right." And I said, "I know, Coach, it doesn't." But anyway, it happens in sports. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely treacherous. So <laughs> yeah, so you yes. go, you you have your stint um, at UCM mm-hmm. for a couple years, right? Yep. And and then that led you to well, no, so that was what two thousand. Where it? I was um, uh, nine and uh, two thousand nine and ten um, at UCM. Went to the World Series with them in two thousand ten, right. and great experience. And and you know I got a chance to speak at the Missouri Baseball High School Baseball Association. Right. Um, and um, spoke had a little session on pitching that I spoke about. And one of the guys that was speaking right before me was the Rockhurst University head coach, which is a former Belton grad, Gary Burns. Right, right. And um, we got to talking after the after the sessions, and um, you know, he asked me what I was doing at the end of the end of the season. Right. And I said, "Man, coach, I don't, I don't know. Looking for you know an oppor- looking for another opportunity." And he said, "Man, would love to have you over at Rockhurst." Yeah. And so. You know, lo and behold, I I end up over there. So yeah, so you go okay. So you UCM then to Rockers, to Rockers for a year, one year. Now you that's when you go to Avila, right? So yeah, so the Avila job came open, and you know I I you know as an assistant coach, you're always looking for that head coaching position, and right. and um, you know after. I think I sent out a couple resumes here and there, but you know nothing too much yet because I'm just barely removed from you know high school coaching. Right. Um, two years at UCM, and then now I'm at Rockhurst. And the end of the um, I think it was early summer of 2011, the job came open at Avila. Mm-hmm. And so you know, like every every assistant coach wants to do, they want the head coaching job. And right. I, I applied for it, um, sent my resume in, and. And got a phone call back from him uh, for an interview, and and 
I think uh, less than a week later, I got uh, got That's my job. first head coaching job. Okay, so um, 2014, we're going to back up a little bit. 2014, um, you were inducted into the Pittsburgh State Hall of Fame, Athletic Hall of Fame. Yes. Also, you were inducted into the Belton High School. <laughs> the Belton Hall of Fame. <laughs> the Hall, Hall of Fame, <laughs> Sports Hall of Fame. Dude, that's awesome. Um, again, again, um, you know, just knowing knowing how hard that is, uh, especially at the college level, yeah. to, to have a great career, um, and to last more than one year. You yeah. know what I mean? Because a lot of guys, they might have one good year, but to, to be able to go out and, and string together three – you know, pretty dominant years while yeah. you were there. That's a, that's a big deal, dude. That that's really cool. Um, and, and to be recognized, uh, I know a lot of people are like, well, it's Division Two, yeah. right? So here here's I kind of learned this. I didn't really know because you know um, I didn't go to college. I'm I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart. <laughs> so I didn't go. I'm, I'm a musician. Nah, you know, uh, and uh, and, uh, and loosely I, I say that. But um, the the uh, my son playing at Missouri Western, playing right. football for for Missouri Western. So, um, we got introduced to the to the um, the MIAA mm-hmm. um, and and, and uh, in the football world, mm-hmm. but also some of his buddies that played baseball at Missouri Western had one guy at Lindenwood played, and and uh, some other kids uh, scattered throughout the mm-hmm. the uh, the conference in in football and baseball and stuff. Um, I quickly learned that the MIAA for Division Two sports is sort of like the SEC of mm-hmm. Division Two. Sure. It, it re- truly, yeah. you, you see, especially, like I said, uh, you know, in, in the football world, you see guys coming out every year going to the going to the to the NFL. Yeah. Every year from one or multiple teams yeah. making league teams. Yeah. That's huge for, for small school guys. So in the baseball world, I'm sure it's the same. Yeah. I'm sure several guys come out. Uh, and, and like I said, we, we may never get to see them on TV, right. but they get their chance. They get their opportunity to go to play at the next level. Right. And I know you coached one guy for sure. Well, two guys, right? Uh, Sap and yeah. and was he at Rocker? He was at Rocker. Rocker, right? Mark Sap, and then you had the guy at UCM. Yep, Chris Matlock. Um, yeah, he was a national pitcher of the year and yeah, uh, drafted by the Rangers. There's been other guys too. Sure, those are two big guys right there. Yeah, uh, and, and and I mean, so that's that's a big time. That's a big deal, man. Getting in for 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 the people at, at Pittsburgh State to right. say, hey, you know what? This guy did a great job while he was here. Uh, great student athlete. Um, you know, that that's a high honor, dude. That's that's really cool for you. Yeah, I mean, going back, my sophomore year was like a breakthrough year for me. Um, you know, I I ended up um I was on a great team. I mean right. I mean first and foremost I was on a great team. Um had kind of came out of nowhere nobody knew who really who I was my freshman year I played just a handful of innings I got my first college start was against Missouri Western my freshman year but that was the only start I had right and then you know going into my sophomore year I developed a slider and um that was kind of like I was saying earlier that was kind of my big time pitch that that was able to kind of put me on the map so to speak and right had a great year i ended up being uh the central region pitcher of the year which i didn't know at the time i remember my pitching coach walking up to me and saying hey congratulations you, you made the all-american team and i'm like i don't what do you mean and he said well if you're a regional pitcher of the year regional player of the year you're automatically on an all-american team didn't know if i was gonna be first second third team or whatever right. 
Um, ended up being second team All-American. But I only say that because, man, my second baseman was an All-American. My right. catcher was an All-American. Right. Um, I had so many great players around me right. that that those guys – you know, bailed me out, you know, so, so many times. Yeah. yeah. The pitcher catcher relationship has to be, to to be able to be, because he has to live in your head. Oh, he has to know what you're thinking when he calls a pitch. Yep. If he, he might know that you don't want to throw that pitch right now, right. But he needs you to throw that (laughs) pitch. And and when he gives you that, gives you the like, Hey, give it to me and you shake it off and he gives it to you again. And you're like, (laughs) Okay, yep. <laughs> here we go. I'm going to trust you. You know, I mean, that's that's that relationship. So, yeah, absolutely. That's that relationship. So, did do you get to call the, the catcher? Get to call a lot of the pitches, or does he get them for the coach and then kind of determine where he's going to be, or or is that just strictly yeah. your catcher's calling the game? Every every coach, every school's kind of got their own thoughts and philosophies on that. Right. Um, pretty much, our catcher called all the made all the calls. And of course, it's up. You know, the pitcher can shake him off, if, like sure. you're saying, if he wants to. I can probably count count on one hand how many times I shook my catcher off. Right. And the reason why I can count on one hand is because it usually happened my first couple years, and the pitch that I ended up throwing ended up getting you know hit a mile away. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I just like, thought you know what I'll just trust my catcher and right. um and, and just put my trust in that and and that's. Makes it, it simplifies things too. Sure, absolutely. Throw absolutely. what he wants me to throw, and and blame him if it yeah, gets hit blame, out. Blame him. Yep. You're like, hey, dude, I didn't want to throw that. I didn't want to throw. You made me throw it. You made me throw it. Yeah, I wanted it in the dirt, and you threw it eye level at him, and he threw and he, it right down the belt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, that's awesome. So, um, we 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 got through the college. Now we're at, we've we've kind of we've kind of made our way back to Avila. Yep. Uh, the University of Avila. Um, you've been there. This is 10? 10 years. Year number 10. Um, What is it like? What is it like? So first year, year one to year 10, Mm -hmm. um, I know there's there's blessings and curses throughout the whole time. Oh, yeah. But what's the takeaway for you? If, if, let's say, and God forbid, you don't get to coach anymore, but let's say today was it. Mm -hmm. You know, after year 10, we're done. Mm -hmm. Daryl, you know what, man, we're going to go somewhere else. And you're like, you know what, that's fine because I'm kind of done. I'm kind of okay with being done. What is your takeaway? Um, What what would you want to say, like, okay, when they say Daryl Cronk was a head coach, what is your takeaway for, for you? What what's been the best thing about being a head coach? The relationships, a hundred percent. I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say I didn't I didn't love those conference championship years sure. and those regional right. uh, appearances and all of that. But honestly, um, if 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 I was just a coach that coached for the game and only for the game and for wins and losses or whatever, it would be such a such a void. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a hollow feeling for me. And, uh, and I, I've said this to so many of my players, probably the, the sing, not probably the single biggest highlight of coaching for me is, I mean, I had a text from a, from a former player from four years ago that texted me today. Right. Um, just, you know, Hey, how you doing coach? Right. You know, miss you, man. You know, that kind of stuff, getting wedding invitations, getting phone right. calls, getting, Hey coach. Uh, me and my wife are expecting our first child. That to me, um, right. if, if I didn't get that that part of it, right, it would be so hollow for me. Really? Yep. Well, I, I, 100%. That makes sense. That makes. I mean, 
So there's there's a couple kinds of coaches. You have players' coaches, mm-hmm. and you have coaches' coaches, mm-hmm. right? And that's in baseball, football, basketball. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and uh, Hayden and I were talking about you know what kind of coach. Uh, you'd love to have the kind of blend of both sure. being a player's coach, but also being that coach's coach. Like, okay, yeah. I'm the head coach or I'm the coach. Mm-hmm. You listen, you do what I say kind of thing. Right. But in, in, in that way of being able to build your guy up. Uh, and I had some great coach. We had some great coaches at, at Belton uh, growing up. Coach Davis was Absolutely. a great, great motivator of kids. Coach Bain was a good one. Uh, coach, <laughs> coach Bain. Uh, there's some stories there. Coach McDonald. Coach Mack. Coach Mack, man. You know, and, and it's kind of funny because I still talk to Coach Mack, Coach yeah. Davis, Coach Bain. I still talk to him. You mm-hmm. know, in um, in going on almost 30 years of being graduated high school. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like I still have those relationships with those guys. Um, and they were they were you know Coach McDonald was was a was a coach's coach, but he was also that player's coach. Mm-hmm. He was he would kind of be your buddy, but you you had that respect. For you know coach where Mack. that line was at. Yeah, you, you you knew that you know he was he'd be your buddy a little bit. He'd joke and, and have fun with you, but but you respected him enough to leave it at, at at that you know okay yeah that's Coach Mack and 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 you had that we kind of put him up at, at, on a higher level right. Mm-hmm. Now, Coach Bain was more of a player's coach. You know, uh, Coach Bain would, would you know, in, a, in the middle of a game or practice, if you ever saw him with his hands up on the sides of somebody's face mask <laughs> and you couldn't see what he was saying, it was bad. It was, <laughs> what, what he was saying to us was really bad. Um, and, and it was, oh, you knew it. He'd have that face, he'd scowl at you, and he'd point, and he'd, like, Right here, get here now, and and he'd grab your face mask and put his hands up and and you know you just oh my god. But the thing about the thing about you know, and I know those coaches that you're talking about. The thing about Coach Bame and Coach Mack and and those guys is you knew that they they might be screaming at you for a moment, yep. But you knew they cared about you. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. And they would build you back up. They yep. will tear they tear you down. Coach Davis was great. I was a a very average athlete, very average. I was strong. But I was very – I mean, you know, I wasn't the fastest guy. Um, I, I wasn't – you know what I mean? I was an average athlete in high school. But, like, in wrestling, Coach Davis made us – made me, for me, and this is just my thing. Like, Coach Davis made me one, one a lot better of an athlete than I really was. He made mm-hmm. me believe I was that, and I turned into – Sign of a great coach. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and so, um, like I said, we still have those – I still have that relationship you know, uh, with, with coach Davis today and, and, um, you know, coach Bain the same way. I mean, he would build, he would tear you down and I mean, make you feel like you weren't worth, you weren't (laughs) worth a damn. And then in the next play, he would build you back up bigger and better. And then, and you, I mean, literally, I I believe we would run through walls for those dudes back then. You know what I mean? Uh, I I won't run to anywhere, but the fridge now, but so, (laughs) so, so, I mean, you know, but you know what I'm saying that, yeah. and and so as a coach, I mean, that has to be cool to be able to have those, like you said, those guys. Hey, coach, I'm getting ready to have a kid. You know, yeah. my wife and I are, or hey, I'm getting married, coach. You know, hopefully you can make it. That kind of thing. Yeah. And these kids are from all around the country. Yeah, not just from Missouri. All over the place. You know, uh, you California, Florida. You have guys from all around the country yeah. that say, "Man, in ten years, think about how many guys you've had in ten years." 
You know what I mean? That you've yeah, hundreds. Hun- yeah, and you're like, dude, that's 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 cool. So those kind of things, that's what you're gonna get to take away for you know, forever. Whether you catch coach another day or another right. hundred years, right. you know what I mean? For you, that's really cool, man. I, I that's that's awesome. I know I know we didn't we didn't hit you you said something about your dad. Um and and of course we've known each other uh for forever. Um and your your dad being a preacher, mm-hmm. you know, uh uh, having having your dad so I, I know we're kind of circling the wagon again but you know your dad being a preacher that has an effect on everything you've done your whole life for sure but uh I, and i'm sure it was hard sometimes in in college and in high school when some of us I'm not going to mention names me uh in high school uh parties i'm just saying <laughs> you know what i mean where you you really had to be you know you were a preacher's kid and and uh, you know you you weren't able to gotta, do some of the things you gotta watch out for them preacher's kids i know i know <laughs> but you know what i'm saying but yeah, you, I do. You, you see what i'm saying you you guys you had to man you got to go to the party but you couldn't really do some of the things that I'm not going <laughs> to mention names. I was doing at the parties. You know what I'm saying? You know, you see what I'm saying. So you had that, and in college, I mean, I'm sure that was that not a hindrance at all. It, right, it's not right. a hindrance, and I'm not no, saying that no. to be. I know I'm probably going to get some hate mail for this. Somebody's going to be like, "What are you saying about preachers' kids?" No, it's not that at all. It, it's actually it's actually a good thing because you know you you're, you're able to pass that on. Um, and, and, and not being preachy because I'm not that guy at all, you know, uh, you're able to pass those kind of, um, lessons, uh, you know, when, when you see that kid, when you see that kid, Hey, Hey, maybe do this, not that. You know what I mean? Sure. And and you give that you give that influence in in to help those kids as a coach. Sure. You know, so that has to yeah, in high school maybe you didn't get to get to experience a lot of those things in college. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So but now as as a coach, you see those kids or you see the kid who was more like me that needed maybe a little more direction, if you will, you're like, Hey man, dude, check this out. Well, I, I got to do this. And I know now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and look, I, I think that that has to help a little bit in in, in molding in molding those guys, those those young men that you get to be out there with every day throwing BP and stuff like that too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um and, and the reason why I bring that up is just because I love your dad. Uh, I, I, Mike, Mike is one of the, your your parents both, and and and, and you know they're they're some of the sweetest people uh, that you can meet. Um, and your dad, I remember the first time, the first time I went to to uh, church there. He said something that kind of always stuck in every church we've been to since. I I I, I kind of. It's not comparing because you can't compare sure. that kind of stuff. But I, I always, I liked how he he put things like he always said, "I keep it where the rubber meets the road." You yep. know what I mean? And, and and at first I thought, "What the hell is that? What are you talking about?" You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what is that? And then then it made sense because yeah. he 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 makes it today, like right now. Yeah. This is what what the book says to to this. You know what I mean? And and how how it can relate to what we're doing today, right? right. Then I got it. I'm like, ah. I get it. Yeah. 
I would go. Ashley's like, let's go try this church. Let's try this, you know, because some of her friends went here. So we sure. go, and I'm like, yeah, I'm all in, right? I'm, I'm, I'll do it. Uh, as long as my hair don't catch on fire when I walk in, <laughs> you know. And sometimes it's kind of scary, AJ, not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, is that thunder? I heard it. I heard it. You know, we pull up the car, and I'm like, there's not a cloud in the sky. I think we're going to go. Ready? Run. Say, run. Look, yeah. look at it out there, man. It's, yeah, it's, le- it's le- been like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I could not go to church today. Right. All right, on a day like today. Couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it, it, it's – but I, I I take those the things that he would say, and I'm like, mm, I'm not getting that from this dude. Yeah. And people, you know, being more simple like I am, it, it's kind of you know your dad being a truck driver. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so he had he had to truck drive, and preach, you know, at the same time. It's kind of it's one of those things, man. I, like I said, I know this isn't about baseball or anything like that, but. But you know, knowing you, knowing you guys for a long time and your family and everything, and it, it's just it's one of the one of the coolest things. And I, I saw it was your uh, was your birthday. What's that? Would you have a birthday? November. November. What did I see? Oh no, your dad. Your dad had my a birthday. dad had a birthday yesterday. Yesterday. That's yeah, right. So yeah. I saw that. That's right. Um, and uh, you 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 said something, and, and what he said to you back was really cool, man. Just that you know that that bond that tight. Yeah fatherly son bond you have it, it's kind of crazy because we were at church one time and and um uh somebody uh, your dad your dad said something and your dad actually i was i was talking to your dad about it um and, and it it really hit me never before like i said i'm i'm pretty dumb i'm not gonna <laughs> lie i'm not real smart and so it takes me a while to get stuff you know what i mean yeah. it does i'm not i, I mean it's true I, I can't can't lie i am who i am but uh, i was talking to aj's dad and um and and something your dad said uh mike said something about oh somebody called him this mm-hmm. week and they were down or something happened family you know and i thought wow wow and it really hit me yeah. right there. Your dad being a preacher mm-hmm. and having his own congregation of people that come to church and all that. Everybody gets to tell him, hey, I have a, this is going wrong. This is going wrong. Can you help me? This is going wrong. Right? right? You're right. I'm like, he's hearing all this stuff. Yeah. From, and some of it good, not all bad, but mm-hmm. m- most of the time if you want to go talk to a preacher, you're, that's bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I'm like, and, and it hit me, literally. I'm sitting there, right? I mean, listening to him talk, and then all of a sudden, when he said that, it, I just, I didn't hear him anymore. I didn't hear him talking. Yeah. It might, and well, it could have been ADD, too, because I have that real bad. I could have saw something <laughs> shiny. <laughs> but but I heard, in, in, in my head, I just, it immediately came to me. And after the service was over, uh, AJ, your dad was, was standing there, and we were kind of, talking and i said hey i want want to ask you a question i said i know you know mike's your brother um and and i said i have i have a question i don't want to ask him because i know what he'll say i know what i know what he'll say (laughs) and and i said i but i'm not gonna buy it i'm not buying it you know um and it's funny because your dad's like okay Taylor, what are you talking about you know (laughs) and 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 it's this your dad hears people saying you know oh i'm you know i'm I'm sick i'm hurt this happened this Mm -hmm. bad thing happened this bad thing happened well who listens to him 
Because your dad doesn't have a great day every day. Right. Your dad has bad things happen all the time. Right. Uh, Whether he's sick or he's hurt or, you know, he's not feeling right about something or something bad happened. You know, your mom punched him in the face. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm just I'm saying he has those issues, too. Sure. And who does he turn to? Who can he go to? Because he's got all these people that go to him. And I asked your dad, I said, who's he talked to? And your dad and gave me the same answer Mike would give me. Well, he gives it to God. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, sir. <laughs> not buying it. I'm not buying it. I said, I would hate. I would hate. And maybe he, and I'm, I know he does, but, you know, as a realistic person, as a person today, like me being dumb and all that, that I am, I'm saying, I don't buy it. I can't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, he's way stronger than that than than I am for that for sure. It, it broke my heart. It literally broke my heart that day. I thought, who's he talk to? Yeah, you know, obviously he can talk to your mom. Well, you know what I mean. But but at the end of the day, he can't tell your mom. You know, yeah. it's that it's that thing where I, I we go in the office and I'm like Mike, hey, I, I'm addicted to heroin. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, he can't tell anybody. He has to he just has to compartmentalize that stuff and internalize it and and pray for that person and yeah. try to help him in any way he can. Sure. But he can't can't just go, "Hey man. Hey, he's hooked on heroin. How do we help him?" <laughs> you know what I mean? He can't do that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's Here, that's crazy. Here's dude. the thing too though. You know, I mean, I truly believe everybody has a calling. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. his, my dad happens to be a pastor. Yeah. You know, but he would probably, if he was sitting here right now, he would probably say he probably reaches more people on the road than he does on Sunday. Sure. You know, you have a calling, to, you sing. Yeah. You sing really well. AJ can play a six string pretty dang well. Yeah. You know, there's things in certain songs that I know you've had people come up to you and tell Absolutely. you that, that certain words of a certain song touched them if yep. you felt it they yep. felt it because of a word that you said in a song yeah absolutely. you know i'm a coach you know right. we all have our ways of reaching people yeah and it takes everybody no absolutely i just i've yeah. i you know i i, I want to tell your dad that so bad because i want i just but i know he'll be like well, i just let god have it he helps me no <laughs> yeah. he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> damn it mike no i'm not taking that answer you know what i mean <laughs> you know I, I just know but you know what I'm saying? I, I I love your dad, man. Yeah. He's he's a good dude and and all that. Ah, uh, well, dude, I appreciate you being being on the show, man. This appreciate is awesome. you having me. You know, it's not. I when we talked to Kevin uh, Rogers a few weeks ago, man. Uh, you know, I I love it when when I see people uh, from here do do great things, right? Um, and and a lot of people will be like, hey, he's a college baseball coach. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Getting to do that stuff. And, and and you know, Kevin's a professional angler, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and and uh, he starts this month, I think. They start uh, his uh, – the bass uh, tournaments start this month. Um, mm-hmm. So he's he's out chasing that dream, which is awesome. Uh, and, and same for you, man. And, and, you know, a lot of people – they, we look at things. I don't know. I, I I look at things. I'm, like I said, I look at things a little differently than most people. But <laughs> when people when people from this area do things that are are a little extraordinary, you know, there's a lot of baseball coaches out there. 
from yeah. this area. There's a lot of football coaches. There's a lot of basketball coaches, a lot of coaching, a lot of teachers that do great things, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know those people. Sure. You know what I mean? I, I know I know you. Yeah. Um, and, and so to know somebody like that that, that kind of goes and gets to do – they're what they're called to do, I think, sure. right? I mean, hundred percent. I don't know. I, I'm still waiting. I guess, right? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, podcasting. This is our calling, AJ. Go. This is what we're, we're supposed to do. Supposed to sit in my unfinished basement and uh, play. Guess what's in the blue uh, tub? That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> if you can read, some of them actually have things on them, but I don't know if that's what's in them. I wonder you know. what Keepsakes Tater has over there. Yeah. yeah. I don't like I said it could not be anything in there that has anything to do with what's on it. <laughs> Maybe that'll be next week if we don't have a guest, we'll just go through the totes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great idea. I'll do it. I know my wife will be mad. She'll be like, "You're making a mess." <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Whatever. Oh, anyway, well, Daryl, thank you for uh being a part of our our little program that we have and uh we'll have to have you back on you know in, in 10 more years see Sounds where you're at great we'll do a catch up with daryl in 10 years <laughs> jesus I'm, 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 i don't go good <laughs> <laughs> all right hey guys thanks for listening this week uh i hope uh if you guys have any questions or comments or concerns um just let aj know he'll handle <laughs> <laughs> he'll handle them he'll get them yeah, he'll get them yeah. so aj we got to uh we need to make sure that uh you know they know about the youtube thing right yeah youtube our youtube channel so you can see some of these bits and pieces uh aj cuts them up and throws them up there and and uh, so you can check it out uh see what we see uh in our little cameras that we have going here yeah dude if you could see if you guys could if they could really see what we have (laughs) you know what i mean it'd be like what kind of a mickey mouse operation you guys have going on here it's good though yeah it works it's it's fine we're we're, i'm all right with it we have a few weeks guys listen in a few weeks it's going to sound a lot better um a lot more professional when we move into the studio it will it will look better um you know uh, then it does. You won't look at totes and, and rafters and, <laughs> and you know, uh, insulation and stuff. You won't see all That's that. Right. You'll it's see, character. Yeah, you'll see cool stuff, our, our new studio that we're, we're building. building yeah whatever building yeah Yeah, we're building it. Anyway, so, guys, thanks for uh, listening today. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Leave right. us a review. Um, give us a five-star rating. That's important. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and uh, YouTube now. Yes. Yep. And stay informed on all the latest information and news for the uh, Sweet Life Podcast. Absolutely. I think we're done. We did it. All right. Yay! <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Ain't this a sweet life? Hey guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.